Hey everyone, I'm Jackson Van Horn and you're listening to Heritage in Hollywood. Throughout the year, co-hosts and I here at Van Moto Media will talk to industry professionals working in entertainment. We'll be discussing our guests' work and how their heritage and identity shaped their experience in the industry. You may notice some of the audio is not the best quality. That's because these interviews first air on Instagram Live, so be sure to follow Van Moto Media and me, Jackson Van Horn, on Instagram to hear about them first. So now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. So we have a very special guest today to kick off AAPI Heritage Month. So for those of you who don't know, Ming-Na Wen is a Chinese-American actress who was born in China and moved here to the U.S. at a very young age. Um, She became a graduate here um, at Carnegie Mellon University, majoring in theater. Her big break came with her role in the critically acclaimed film, The Joy Luck Club. From there, she has voiced many characters, including Mulan, and has starred in hit shows such as ER, Agent, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Mandalorian, um, I mean, more recently, The Book of Boba Fett, and Season 2 of Hacks. Um, in 2019, she became a Disney legend. She got that honor. Um, and of course, this year, she will be receiving the Hollywood um, Walk of Fame star, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, so please give it up for Ming. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, woo. thank you so much for being here. Um, it means a lot. I mean, wow, what a career. Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, and I was just learning so much uh, about you, too, and the work you've done as I was um, thinking of the questions for today. And so I think the first one, a great place to start. Um, you know, these days, there's so much misinformation on the internet. I have to fact check this. Is it true that you got into acting from playing a bunny in a school play? Yes, that is true. That that okay. that is my first foray into doing theater in front of a large live audience and um I made a mistake, I tripped, I fell and they laughed and I guess they thought it was intentional, but I wasn't embarrassed at all. I was just like, "Oh, this is cool. I can get reactions out of people." So, um that became my my love to to go into um acting. Right. And so as you sort of continued, what was the moment where you sort of thought to yourself, okay, I kind of want to do this for a living and as a profession? Oh, um, I mean, I don't think I knew that it was a, a, a vocation uh, that, that would be a choice. So it was really just wanting to do it and studying. And, you know, my high school had a great... Um, uh, a program and uh, I, I'm trying to remember when I just I think I've always wanted to be an actor so it was never a question right you were sort of just born with it yeah I think so yeah yeah which is one of those lucky things you know I think as a as a human being to just be able to blindly just follow one vocation and one choice of what you want to do in your life and uh, and so far so good I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I know we talked a bit um, about your mom earlier who's visiting, but what was her reaction when you told her? Because I'm sure as like an immigrant Asian mom, she was not oh, yeah. too pleased to hear you <laughs> wanted to go into acting as a professional. No, no. And to this day, she really doesn't quite understand what I do for a living. So really? she sort of does. And does. she just thinks it's really dangerous because I'm always doing these stunts. And, uh, and she, you know, she wants me to sort of like do less of that. Um, 
uh, I don't think she was very enthusiastic because she didn't realize that it could actually be a profession that isn't based on sort of these lurid tales that she used to hear about actresses having to sort of like sleep their way to the top. And, um, and she just, you know, wanted to protect me. But uh, I think once I got into Carnegie Mellon and was going to major in acting and get a drama degree, um, then, you know, I think she realized that uh, it, it could be a legitimate thing. Right, right. Um, and so what was And that? I did not sleep my way to the top, by the way, just so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. In case there was any misinformation about that on the internet. That's right, so yes. Just yes, to clear up any rooms. Um, and so what was your experience sort of early on in acting? Were there, were you finding a lot of roles that you thought, you know, you could get? Like, were there a lot of roles for Asian women at the time? What was the sort of atmosphere in Hollywood? When, uh, well, I mean, I started off in theater and then, because I went to New York first, and then um, I got a, a role in um, the soap opera called As the World Turns. Um, I mean, I think the roles were there, but not specifically written for an Asian. And um, that's that was the one big hurdle, to be able to find parts that they're willing to consider, you know, an Asian playing that role, as opposed to already, you know, their first thought back in those days was you, you hire a Caucasian actress, because, um, right. you know, that was the bounty back then. Um, so, you know, I think it, it was definitely limited, but because we didn't have the internet, and we didn't, ha I, I just, I had no idea, you know, I didn't know what was available, what wasn't available. I just jumped on every opportunity that came my way. Wow, that, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, things have changed a lot in the industry, but do you have any advice for these young actors who are sort of starting out, especially ones like in marginalized communities who there are either a lack of roles for or just don't have the sort of like family support? Well, I think you always have to be, um, as Mulan would, you know, say, you have to follow your heart, you have to be true to your heart. So for that reason, whatever you choose to do in your life, whether it is to be an actor or a director, or, you know, get into the entertainment field in any way, writer, producer, you have to have the passion for it, you have to want to do it. And because that's what's going to keep you going is your love for wanting to do something. Because otherwise, you know, it's a really tough business and it'll knock you down several times and you just have to be able to get back up and say, you know what, it's still something I wanna wake up in the morning and do. So um, that's number one. Number two is don't make any excuses as to why you can't do it or why you can't succeed in it, you know, you can, have every every excuse under the sun. You could be too short, too fat, too skinny, too Asian, too, you know, it, too bald, I, whatever. It, the list can be anything. You know, your teeth isn't white enough. Your teeth isn't straight enough. So you can't make excuses. You just have to go after it and, uh, and learn, learn the craft and learn the business. Right, no, I mean, that's fantastic advice. 
Um, and so like we sort of discussed, you know, early on in your career, once you start getting these bigger roles, you sort of break down, in my mind, at least, I'm not sure if it's the same experience for you, but like, I think a lot of barriers that women and minorities face. Um, however, women in entertainment, I think as they sort of go on in their career, stumble upon this other barrier, um, which is ageism. And so I was wondering if throughout your career, as it has advanced at all, is this something you sort of experienced um, or just simply a lack of roles for like your demographic? Well, um, definitely ageism is a huge part of the, the sort of the next hurdle that you have to deal with. And, um, and that's true in any field, you know. Um, it's been weird because I'm sort of having the opposite effect where as I get older, I'm experiencing roles that I've only dreamed about, you know, whether it's the Star Wars project, playing Fennec Shand, um, whether it's now playing Janet Stone on Hacks. Um, it's been just an incredible experience for me um, late, you know, this stage in my life. And I'm very grateful and, and extremely like just astounded by by it um, that doesn't often happen but then speaking of working um, in hacks uh, Jean Smart I mean it's happening to her as well you know and she's in her 70s um, and I always think about Betty White oh bless you Betty that uh, you know her notoriety and fame came late much later in life and so it really is about um, one, your fate of what's to come, and two, manifesting. So I think, um, you know, you, you can let ageism be another excuse, or you can say, screw it, I'm going to still go after it. I don't care. This is going to be my new chapter in life. Right. Uh, no, absolutely. I think it also helps a lot that you look the same, like, no matter what age. I'm like, you have not changed at all. Like, a, a picture will pop up on Google and I'm like, oh, that's like from a year ago. It's like 2006. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, Thank you, Jackson. No, yeah, of course. I, I see people saying it in the comments too. So definitely, um, yeah. But, uh, and then was there, was there ever a moment in your career, um, whether relating to that or not, where you sort of had to really question whether you could continue pursuing acting or if it was just like, I don't know if there's work for me or I don't know if I can do this. Oh, as an actor all the time, you know, you can ask my husband, Eric, you can ask him, he'll, he'll tell you, you know, there, there's been so many times where I'm like, okay, that's it. My career's over. I'm quitting. You know, this is it. Because for me, like, I will continue to pursue something, but if it no longer is available to me, like if they, they've shut the door and said, you know, you're not welcome to play in the sandbox anymore. Um, I have so many other interests that I could go into, but of course acting will always be my first love. So, um, but you know, as an actor, we're all kind of like, it's very sensitive and, and uh, emotional and insecure in some things. And so there's been many times where I've just been like, okay, I'm quitting. I can't, I can't take this anymore. I can't take the rejection. And then the project will come along and be like, okay, I'm back in. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. It just reels you right back in. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you sort of touched upon Star Wars. What was that like for you, either getting that call or like seeing the script? Because I know you're such a Star Wars fan. I, it's just, I, it's faded, you know? I, I can't explain it any other way. Um, a set of circumstances, um, going to a particular party, and I never, like, I so seldom mingle and go to parties. Um, it takes, like, a lot to, like, make me say yes to going out uh, and getting all dressed up. And But um, this was a, a friend of mine who throws this annual party for Asian American talents. And um, he uh, he uh, had a bunch of my friends there. So it was really, really fun. And Tamlin Tamita, my darling friend from the Joy Luck Club, um, she introduced me to Deborah Chow because she knew what a huge fan I was of Star Wars. And uh, she hooked us up together because Deborah at that time was working on this um, secret project called The Mandalorian back in those days. And, um, and we just talked and hit it off. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Um, but yeah, next thing I knew, I, I got a phone call from John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So the rest is history. Wow, that is yeah. amazing. Definitely fate, for sure. Yeah, because that's kind of stuff usually never, ever happens. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that ever having happened, really, in, in all the years that I've, I've worked. Yeah, no, the stars definitely aligned with that one. Um, and so, yeah, going back to what we were just previously talking about, um, do you have any advice for, I, I think, older actors who are sort of in a limbo maybe of not um, getting roles or, you know, not um, as for, in as fortunate of a position as you to like be working so much? I know you said to jump right into it. I was just wondering if there's anything else. Who, um, I mean, hopefully they have, good representation, you know, because that's really important. I have an amazing team behind me. I've got great managers and, and, and great agents um, who really support me and are constantly looking out for stuff that they know I would be right for or things that I would call them up about and go, hey, I love this show. Can I get on it? You know, um, so that's one. And if they do have representation and they're not doing enough for them um, because they've been sort of sidelined because of their age, then I think they need to sit down and have a meeting with their representatives or change reps. Hmm. Yeah, and then maybe go to some parties. <laughs> yeah, you never know who you're going to meet. At you know? That, never that, know. I will say that's one thing moving to LA, it's just you never know who you're gonna come across or who's seated next to you at an event. Um, and it's, it's crazy, it's a, a magical place. It really, yeah, it really is. It's, uh, it has a, a very different energy and um, it has so much history as far as what it's provided and you know, what's come out of it um, in the entertainment field. No, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, we sort of touched on this a bit earlier, but I'm curious. So something that I noticed in Hollywood, which I think you also kind of said, is oftentimes characters where their race or ethnicity doesn't play a key role in the character or the story, those characters are often casted as white or male. Um, mm. And so I noticed, you know, looking at your career at large, when you start, you're playing characters, you know, like June from Joy Luck Club, like Mulan, who their race and ethnicity is like a core part of the story and the character. And then sort of as we've moved throughout the years, now I think it's sort of shifted to where you're playing 
characters where it's not so much about their race and ethnicity it's more so they happen to be asian um right. and I, I was curious to know if you've noticed this at all um but then also if you think it's more so because you're an established actress now or has the industry shifted at large i believe the industry as a whole has definitely shifted um whether it shifted because economically it made sense as you know streaming services and movies are now um opening at the same time it used to be like they'll open a movie in the u.s and then they don't open it for like another year or two you know overseas or it doesn't get opened at all and you know it just ends up like they'll they'll sell the dvd or something um but right now it's so global whether it's the streaming service whether it's uh opening movies that you know and in fact sometimes they open in europe before they even open in the u.s um the market has opened up so much um and there's a lot of revenue to be made in um, the asian countries in europe and so i think one that's different and two there's just a larger pool of talents out there now that are AA, um, I'm sorry, AAPI. And um, I'm like, woo, I'm just totally blank. Um, because there's another, there, actually I just saw that there's another one where it's A-A-N, um, there's like some more letters put into it. So it's, in, I just love like how it's growing. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out. But um, where was my thought? I lost my thought already. Oh, um, so I think uh, the expansion of talents, not just in front of the cameras, but behind the cameras. We have amazing directors, you know, as well, you know, like John M. Chu and uh, uh, Chloe Zhao. And, you know, just it, there's so many more behind the scenes, writers behind the scenes. And uh, that makes a huge difference. Yes, absolutely. Things are definitely moving in the right direction. Um, and so I also had a few questions from people who submitted it ahead of time via my Instagram story. So Ashani asked, what types of projects stand out to you when scripts are coming to you or just anything like that? Uh, it's always on the page, the writing, it, you know, it has to capture my, thank you. Somebody just, us, I, I was reading it. NH, yes, Native Hawaiian. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, these, these guys are so smart. Um, I think uh, it's, uh, it's important that the first five pages grab my attention immediately. And then also um, the character that they're offering or wanting me to read for, that it's, um, it's interesting or it's fun, but always the writing. The writing has to um, connect with me in some way. Right, yeah. Um, and then so another question from Anna Scully was, you said in the past that you'd like to do more theater. Is there any chance we'll see you on stage, whether it be Broadway or London anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. You know, again, schedule, right project, and my stamina. <laughs> and, <laughs> and hopefully my brain that I could memorize a whole play 
and not have to do a take two. I'm, I am probably a little rusty in that department, to be quite honest. Yeah. Right. No, you definitely have a lot on your plate too to yeah. <laughs> you know, go do a play. But no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to see. Oh, that. I would love to. Yeah. In fact, in fact, Steppenwolf Theater had offered me to do a play reading um, workshop for this brand new play, and it was really, really good. But uh, just scheduling and everything, it just didn't work out. So if, if they continue to develop it and work on it, I hope the next next go around, I can I can participate. Oh, I hope so too. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, Naeem222 asks, do you have any plans to go behind the camera to produce or direct any projects, specifically AAPI stories? I do. I, I'm trying to get some projects off the ground as a producer um, in, in telling more of um, AAPI history uh, mm -hmm. and our, our contributions. Um, whether in the U.S. or uh, any other parts of the world, like that, that's become really uh, fascinating for me. And I feel like we don't have enough of that kind of storytelling happening right now. Right, absolutely. But, not, but I don't know. I used to think I wanted to direct, but it's a lot of pressure. So I don't know if I'm up for it yet. No, I mean, you definitely have to have to try it because I think, in my opinion, actors make like the best directors. They're just able yeah. to work with other actors so well. Um, it really helps a lot to have that background. I know. I think if I do dip my toe into it, I probably would do um, like a short first. Ooh. Yeah, just to just yeah. to feel it out. Yeah, no, that, that's always good to test just to see, you know, if you like that sort of smaller condensed version and then it could grow into something bigger. Um, right. But no, yeah, for sure. And then lastly, looking towards the future, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years from now? And is there any like creatives in Hollywood that you like really want to work with? There, there are quite a few. Um, um, but let me answer the first part of the question, which is in five or 10 years, oh, yeah, yeah, well, still healthy and happy. That's key. That's, that's the most important thing. Um, and then and that my family's healthy and happy. Um, and then I think uh, I like right now I'm working on a cookbook. Uh, I would love to uh, produce more projects. And um, maybe star in a romantic comedy. That's still something I haven't really fully done yet. No, that, that sounds awesome. I know, I feel like, do, do you do that much comedy? Uh, I used to, I mean, and I'm pretty funny and loyal alive as far as I know, but um, I don't know. I think um, I just, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. was seven years, seven seasons, and it, that's a long time. And to play a character that was quite serious and um, didn't show her emotions very much, except, you know, she felt it all, but she had a lot of walls up. So, um, and, and then, you know, and then jumping into that, the last two years playing Fennec Shand, also, you know, similar in that respect, except she's more mercenary and, uh, and a little bit more villainous than Agent May. Um, so spreading my wings again, I was so excited. I got to do um, Young Sheldon, and that was really fun to get back into my uh, roots. When I first came out to LA, I did a sitcom for two years, and I just loved it, absolutely loved it. It was called The Single Guy. 
And uh, I think um, hacks has been a true test for me as far as whether I could um, continue to work in this medium of uh, this like really highbrow comedy, you know, with amazing writing. And uh, so, so far so good. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy's well, hard. Like... Comedy is very hard. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but I'm always but no... trying to infuse comedy into my characters, even though it, it's a drama. And even though like with Agent May or Fennec Shand or even ER when I used to do ER, because the only time I think drama really works or anything is if it's all infused with some sort of comedy, some sort of humor. That, that because you need that contrast and that kind of tension to make something very um, interesting and believable. No, yeah, absolutely. I've definitely, I think, seen that in the characters you've portrayed. Um, you've definitely piqued interest about this cooking book. I will say, I'm sort of like seeing some of the comments go by. If there's anything else, I'm sure it's top secret, but if there's anything else you could say about that, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's just, I'm just beginning on it, but um, so, uh, you know, I, and it's all because of the fans. They they see some of the cooking posts that I've done. They know I'm a restaurant daughter. And so they all want me to come out with one. So I, I always listen to my fans and because I love them and, and I want to, uh, you know, share this with them. So we'll see, we'll see if it, uh, if it happens. Right, no, that sounds good. I, I can't wait for that to come out. Um, and then going to the second part of the question, um, before we let you go, are there any creatives like you specifically want to work with? This is like your time to shoot oh, your right. shot. Right, right, right. Now, 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 you, now I'm going to manifest it, put it out there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, I love, I would love to work with John M. Chu, uh, for sure. Um, he's incredible. Uh, I, gosh, I mean, I would love to work with John Favreau on a comedy because like, I love Chef. That is just such a wonderful movie. It's it's so perfect. And um, who else? Gosh, uh, I think I would love to work with like Sandra Bullock. I think she's amazing. And um, oh gosh, who else do I want to work with? There's so many people. <laughs> I'm just blanking on it, you know? <laughs> I'm a sucker for any good job. I'll take them all. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> Sandra's an amazing actress and I have um, such high respects for both Johns. John Chu went to USC, so shout out Trojan. Um, hey, Trojan. Trojan, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that I, I hope it all works out with whoever you, you know, want to work with in the future. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much for joining us and helping us celebrate AAPI Heritage Month. Um, it's just been an absolute joy today, so thank you. Well, thank you for asking me, and uh, I hope uh, everybody had a good time on this yes. IP Live. Yes, so, thank you yeah. guys so much for joining. Good luck to everyone uh, with your finals, and if you're graduating, graduating, congratulations. But uh, thanks, Jackson. You did yeah, a great job. Thank you guys. Tune in next week. We have another um, Instagram live Q&A with Thomas Percy Kim, who's a filmmaker. Um, he had a really great deal with HBO and is now um, creating a feature. So that's super exciting. So be sure to tune in then. Um, and thank you guys okay, so much. Put in a good word for me with him too, okay? I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you'll, you'll be my next Deborah Chow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, I'll see you. Bye, Jackson. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Heritage in Hollywood. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To hear more, give us a follow on whatever podcast streaming service you're using and be sure to stay up to date on our events on Instagram at Vanmoto Media. See you soon.